Welcome to The Christ is Right, Not for Sissies. Do you ever wonder what everything means in your life? We each have a uniquely defined path, led by a higher power, with a wealth of messages that are ours alone to interpret. Your host, Barbara Cook, has followed these messages from a very young age. Now she is ready to enlighten you with what she has learned and help you find the messages that are right for you by sharing the wisdom of Jesus Christ. Now, here is Barbara Cook. Hi, I'm Barbara Cook, and this is The Christ is Right. Thanks for joining me again. It's Tuesday, and I've been waiting to talk to you all week, so this is going to be terrific. It's been quite a week, has it not? Has everybody had quite a week this week? And it kind of leads me into a great place to talk about uh, everything going right. Remember the last few weeks I was talking about how everything goes right, just think right, and just keep going until it does. If you're going through hell, just keep going. Don't stop. Well, that is so terrific because it really, really works. And then you get this day that doesn't work quite as well, and you just laugh at it if you're, you know, of that nature. And I am. I like to laugh at those things. So I think maybe this week we can address Anyway, when, when life doesn't go right, so when you're doing everything right, but it's still not going right. And so I like to kind of address that a little bit. It happens to other people out there, and um, all the times when I'm talking about all the good things that are happening in the eyes of Jesus Christ, following the ways and uh, living in the light, I think I may need to mention that things can still go off because those are where the lessons lie. And it's where we come together as people. It's where we come together um, in ourselves, where we get that deeper place in ourselves that says, I, I, I'm not, I don't have to be good. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be what others want me to be all the time. And as I look at other people who call and who um, notify me about, oh, Barbara, that's terrific about all your stuff, about things going right all the time. But what about when it doesn't? You know, and there are things out there available for us. And if you were at a seminar or something and not on the radio, I'd be able to send you send you home with um information you can carry right with you and such. And at one point, I'll put this on the part of my uh, website for the Christ is Right show so that you can look at some other things that I mention um, on the shows. Um, sometimes there are just um, circumstances where God wants you to experience what you are experiencing for a few different reasons. One, to see how you experience Him. Do you do those with patience and um, do you do those with anger? Do you do those things that um, that go act, react in a way that is uh, for you to react and change your way of thinking? Or do you stick to what you think you know? Remember we were talking about, I know, I know that I know that I know. Well, we kind of do. But if you're stuck in a path that thinks you know that you know and um, it's not working for you, I'm going to help suggest that you take other alternatives and find out for yourself. Get quiet with yourself. Do your own meditation things. And I'm sure that if you're on uh, this station with us, you're in the empowerment station of West America, you're going to be looking at all sorts of ways to 
learn and to be a part of and to take in the knowledge that you're learning from these shows, which are just all that. They are empowering. And so we want to be able to, I know I do, want to be able to have you walk away with knowledge on how to handle some of these things when things don't go right. And again, I'm going to go back to the crisis right. And it's not for sissies because I'm going to have to say once in a while things that are and uh, things that are not. And some of the things um, you might not want to pay much attention to, but um, quite often when you're pointing your finger at someone else, as they say, three fingers more are pointing back at you. So quite often we have to look in the mirror and see what is this about and, and why is this happening? Because I'm doing everything right, so why is this happening? And so we give it a moment, and we don't jump into anything. We give it a moment. We marinate. We give it thought, not thinking, but we give it thought. And in your peace is where the thought comes. It rises to the top. When you're least expecting it is where you'll find your truth. Remembering that, you know, we are human, even the spiritualists out there, um, a lot of you are listening to the show when you are a spiritualist and you're wanting to learn more and, and be more. You want to, you're the seekers out there to, you not only want to be more, you want others around you to learn and to be more too because life gets nicer and easier that way. But today we're kind of talking about when it doesn't go easy. And so... It's just something. Um, uh, I have the sheet of paper in front of me that I wanted to look at, and it's, like, really appropriate. So I'm just going to read some of this for you, okay, and see what you think. And don't forget to call in. Okay, I can't talk um, to what you need to know if you don't call in and tell me what you're uh, thinking about and what you're wondering about. And um, let me have an opportunity to have you see another side of uh, life, if you will, and see if that doesn't help. Just changing our mind, we know, can change our life. Changing our mind can change aspects of the circumstances and experiences that come to us as well. So here's number one, the rules for being human. Yes, you heard it. Rules for being human. Well, <laughs> kind of late in life to be getting this, but it says you will receive a body. You may like it or you may hate it, but it will be yours for the entire period this time around. Number two, you will learn lessons. You are enrolled in a full-time informal school called life. Each day in this school, you will have an opportunity to learn lessons. You may learn the lessons or think them irrelevant and stupid. It makes no difference. You will learn lessons. Isn't that cool? Because we know that's true. Number three, there are no mistakes, only lessons. Growth is a process of trial and error. Experimentation, we know that. That's why I like experimenting because I'm under the impression that we don't really fail if we learn from the failure. So that's I'm really good at that, actually. I've failed a lot in my life, but gosh, the outcomes were tremendous and have it grew into other things. They were stepping stones, just like they say. They were just stepping stones. They were not failures at all. So the failed experiments are as much a part of the process as the experiment that ultimately works. 
Number four, a lesson is repeated until learned. A lesson will be presented to you in various forms until you have learned it. And when you have learned it, you can go on to the next lesson. But sometimes, as we learned in our classes, it takes a long time, and you learn the lesson, and you learn the lesson, and sometimes you do have to repeat it again on a higher level. Kind of like every time I start teaching and sharing the stuff that has gotten me here and the um, positions I want to share with everybody else, I find that I have to learn the same darn a lesson, but on a higher level. And I say to the guidance, I've done this before. I mean, I did this. I won the gold star, and I have to do this again. And yes, you do, because if you think you want to teach, yes, we're going to put you on a higher scale, and you're going to learn more. And that is what happens when I go out and I start teaching. So I only teach for about two years, and I have to get done because that's all the lessons I want right at that time. And then I go practice the lessons that I have learned, and then I'm ready to teach again. So it's so much fun in hindsight, and I enjoy it tremendously in hindsight, but it's always worth it because as you get older, and I I think for new people joining in, I think I told us in the first lessons or so that I am near 70 and loving it. and so I've had a lot of experiences to to learn from and go by, and I have lived life. I did not sit back. I have lived life and survived it all so far, And because uh, that's a plus on that scale. So number five, learning lessons does not end. Oh, I guess that's just what I was talking about. There's no part of life that does not contain its lessons. If you are alive, there are lessons to be learned. Number six, there is no better than here when you're there. Because when you're there, it has to become here. And you will simply obtain another there where you think you'll be happier. And it will happen again and again. So it it comes to being happy where you are. And if you can be happy where you are, only then can you have a promotion. And you can be that as to what you would uh, attain to. Number seven, others are merely mirrors of you. You cannot love or hate something about another person unless it reflects something you love or hate about yourself. Yeah, I learned that a while back. It's like when you have a problem, just go look in the mirror because it's probably not about the other person. It's probably about you. Something in you is being reflected back that you don't like in yourself. And so it's reflected in other people for you to see it. And if only we had the rule book, right? So we knew that. Like if I had this back when I was younger, I would know this stuff and I wouldn't have to learn the lessons over and over. So others are merely mirrors to you and you cannot love or hate something about another person, again, unless it reflects something you love or hate about yourself. What you make, number eight, what you make of life is up to you. You have all the tools and resources that you need. What you do with them is up to you, and the choice is yours. And, of course, we've been told that always, that we have choices and and so forth. But the problem is we never realize that the choices that we make are usually some part of somebody else's choice or desire for us. And um, one of the things I like to, you know, uh, ask of you who are serious about making changes 
are to sit and relax and, and be of yourself. And that is called selfness. It is not selfish because selfish is when you do something that you really want to do, but it really harms somebody else or affects them in a, in a way that's not pleasant for them. That's selfish. And, and we don't want to be selfish. We're taught not to be selfish. But selfness, we have not been taught. Selfness is when you do something nice for yourself and nobody else is affected, but it's something nice for you. And I was having this discussion just a couple of days ago about the New Year's Eve, maybe three or four years ago, where I was making, you know, a resolution. And I don't usually, but this was so important. And so I made one, and I've kept it every year. And it was to be as nice to myself as I have been to other people. I've always dropped things and run to assist and help and other people and putting myself behind. And I decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. I decided that selfness looked good on me, and I was going to treat myself as nicely as I treat others. And gosh, life changed for me. Um, And and there was no guilt. There was nothing. I I learned not to say, I'm sorry, I can't be cause of this or that. I learned to not say, I'm sorry at all for things like that. I'm sorry, I can't help you do this. I'm sorry, I can't be there for this. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I don't say that anymore and haven't for years. I just say, gosh, I can't do that. Maybe another time. But because words are so important, I don't want to be telling myself and making myself feel badly because I can't help somebody when actually most people asking help don't need help. They just don't want to do it themselves. They want you to do it for them. See, if that doesn't ring a bell, right? And so actually I felt I was enabling them by always assisting people and helping them in all these different ways. And so we can now start to look at our lives um, renewed and knowing that it's not being selfish if nobody is harmed, if indeed there's a selfness about you where you respect yourself and you start taking care of yourself and you love yourself. It is so important and you hear it all the time. It's in the greeting cards and bumper stickers and love yourself. It is so important because every cell in your body is helped by love. It recognizes love and it grows healthy cells throughout, through the brain, through the whole system, depending on what your emotions are and such. I can really get into this on a heavy level because I used to do this for work in the health business. And I used to know what was really wrong when people came in misdiagnosed. I would tell people what was wrong with them on an emotional level and how long that they have had this resolve going on in their mind or bodies um, about themselves that related to an organ. And so, um, yeah, we should do that sometime because it is very, very helpful to know that uh, your thoughts really can make you sick and your thoughts, unresolved emotion can cause disease in the body. And disease, again, unresolved, can turn into disease. And I see it all the time. 
I was also able to reverse disease by helping the person resolve emotions. That was a really cool thing. We'll talk about that one show. As a matter of fact, I really wanted to share a lot of that and, and a couple of shows later in into the series because people are sick and people need not be sick if we understand how important our mind is in our sickness and our illness. Did you know that sciatica isn't really about, unless you've injured yourself, unless you have fallen and hurt yourself, accidents and so forth, the sciatica is not about uh, anything other than being afraid of the future. And your body and intelligence is telling you that you're afraid to move forward. And so your whole lower half of your body can't actually move forward. You're in so much pain with a pinched nerve or whatever it may be. And it's quite often when people would go to their doctor and say, well, doctors haven't found anything. I've been to, to all the tests and the doctors haven't found anything. And they come to me and I just go back and because of where the ailment is and what it is can tell them what their emotional problems are and they look at me. I said, no, I'm not psychic, but I know the work of Louise Hay. Maybe some of you know that work. It is fantastic. Look it up and enjoy it because our emotions, and as soon as the body intelligence knows that you know that you're afraid of the future, you're unsure, you don't know where it's going or what's happening next, and and you're afraid of the future, being a sciatic of 12 years, 14 years, seven years I've treated patients without... I'm sorry, who had sciatica, and it was gone in less than hours after the body intelligence recognized that, okay, the person knows now. Absolutely astounding. So we'll talk about that some other time. I did not mean to get into that right now, but it is also a passion, of course. Let's jump back to number eight on the rules for being human. The rules for being human is what makes life. So what you make of life up to you. You have all the tools and the resources that you need. You were born with them because God knows what you're going to do when you get here. He knew what you would be needing, and you have them already. But until you step out into faith and you take that leap forward, what's the sense of having them laying around? So they're not even presented to you until you step out into faith and say, I really want to do this, and I'm really going to pursue it, and you step out. And then all of a sudden, these opportunities come up from everywhere. And they present themselves to you like, where were all these people, things, places, opportunities before? You were not ready to step out. Why would they be there other than to clutter up your mind and thinking? But when you are ready, they'll be there. They've always been there. So they are resources, and you have them already. You just need to step out, and they will present themselves. So what you do with them, once more, is up to you. The choice is yours. And they always say that, don't they? The choice is up to you. It's like, God, I wish they would not say that. Because if we don't know that the choice is up to us, then how do we know? What choice? What choice? I don't see a choice. What choice? So again, when you decide, when you step out, you will know. That's the best part of it all. It is a game. It's a game that we are playing. It is a game of life. And I just want to throw some rules around, and here are some of them. Um, If I were better at putting all these and posting these things for you, maybe I can get some help this week and post these on um, when you look my name on the Voice America site and see if um, you can get these yourself and, and just go over them yourselves and 
see how truthful they are when we look at them. Look at number nine. The answers to life's questions are inside of you. All you need to do is look and don't think, but listen and trust. Those are hard. Those are, I mean, especially for someone who is seeking, going like, what? Look at what? What do I look at? It says to look, to listen, and to trust. Look at what? No, that's the thing. You have to look inside you. It is never going to be outside of you. What you are looking for is never going to be outside of you. That's why um, that silence, they say your truth is always going to be in the silence. It's not uh, your friends talking to you and telling you their opinions and ideas. It's always going to be your truth, and it's always going to be inside of you. They're your questions. That's why they're not for your friend or your bartender or whoever people go to to talk to. Even I know a lot of psychologists and, and, and uh who have left the profession because talking really didn't help. It didn't. You can talk about your problems all day long. It doesn't help. But when you put action to the solution, now you're talking. Now you're getting someplace. Put action to the solutions that are recommended to you, or you will come up with your own quite often as you're talking. The solutions will come up for you, but you must act on them, or else it's just talk. And that's what I'm hoping that you will do here. When we learn certain things, you'll write it down, you'll jot it down. Perhaps even you'll call and say, I need a little more information on this because this is home. And I need a lot more information on this. Uh, I love to help out with that because quite often it's so simple. And we get into a, a place of ourself where, oh, there's so much going on in our head and we're thinking about this and we're thinking about all sorts of things. And again, our answers are not in thinking. You can't think your way right. You can only get that truth in the silence. So silence your mind. And, and for long periods of time, I mean like three minutes. That's a long time, three minutes. Yeah, you, three minutes in the silence is a long time because you keep thinking. So if you can stifle the thinking and allow the thoughts, that's where your medicine is in the thoughts. Good luck, okay? Good luck, because you just keep practicing. You're going to get that. Number 10, you will get what you ask for. Ooh, that sounds great. You will get what you ask for. It may not be what you wanted, but it will be what you asked for. So be careful what you're thinking. That's why in our classes we always said no thinking. This is the school of thought consciousness. No thinking, because the thinking can only be of things that you have been data input, data out, data in, data out. And that is not the Christly consciousness that is going to guide you to your best good. That is just stuff randomly coming. So in the listening and in the trust, this will come so that you can be the best at what you can be and you can um, continue that and share it with your friends and, and uh, the, way it, the way of it. The silence is in the mind and not out there. So again, you will get what you asked for. It may not be what you wanted again, but it will be what you asked for. So upon entering this level of existence, 
you will forget all the that's not fair, is it? No, after all this, you'll learn all this stuff. These are the things you're supposed to know before you get here. But it's not until the end. When you get back and you realize there was a rule book and it was the way to go. So I hope that um, I can get that online for you. And you can um, find a place in there that makes sense for you so that you can be all of that. Go ahead to um, experiment with it. Um, Go ahead and use the things that you're learning. Remember a few years ago, we were talking about the law of attraction. Remember, everybody was talking in the spiritual realm about the law of attraction, thinking, oh boy, you know, I'm going to attract this and this and this because I'm thinking about it. And that's very nice, but it doesn't quite happen that way because our subconscious mind is also in the game. And it will give you um, also things to be thinking about um, and wanting that you have no idea about. It's almost unfair. Energetically attract experiences based on the energetic vibrations of where we are in the moment. So when you are attracting something, it's um, of the highest emotion. And sometimes um, um, fear is the highest emotion, even though you really want to be harmonious and um, of a balanced nature, fear comes in. And all of a sudden that is, so you get more to be fearful for. So you don't actually reach the harmony because harmony didn't have enough emotion behind it. But fear sure does. Fear sure gets everything moving. And so that's why people get a lot of what they don't want more than what they get what they do want. So if if we could practice that perhaps together, let's practice giving emotion to the things that we do want. That's why like on stage, I'm so animated, I'm all over the place. They say, Barbara, you're like a cartoon. You're just everywhere. And it's because of the excitement and the stuff that I'm talking about is exciting because if you can catch my excitement, then you can manifest too good. You can manifest the good more than you can manifest what you don't want. And we see this and have seen it over the years. I've seen it in my own life, of course. Um, as a quick example, we look at the person with a new car. My grandson just got a new car. And um, is, um, he hasn't done this, but I'm sure he, he is in his own mind until he hears this show. And it's like, don't hit my car. I'm not going to park there. I don't want anyone scratching my car. Watch out for that market basket. I don't want it. It's running into my car. All these things and with emotion. You're like, take care of my car. Take care of my car. And so with that much emotion and passion, most likely something's going to run into his car. I hope it's just the market basket, you know. But if he were to say, I love my car, it's perfect, and it's always going to remain perfect, and we don't do that. But if he did, with great emotion and great passion, that is always going to be beautiful. It's never going to get scratched. It probably would not, because that is what you are setting forth. And I'm not sure if that's a really great example, but that's the one that came to mind. So when you something that you really want, and my daughter and I practiced this oh God, 10 or 15 years ago, about um, money, 
how come we're always complaining about there's not enough money for this or I made all this money and now I have to spend it on this because the air conditioner broke or my car needs new brakes now or we can get really like down about that and we put a lot of emotion behind it because it's just not fair. I finally made this much money and it's not fair to put it into my brakes. But the thing is if it was turned around the other way and we put enough emotion into like, I just love making this much money. I hate standing in line at the bank. I just hate standing in line at the bank, cashing all these checks. And we laughed. But, you know, it was a few years later that I found myself doing that. This was before, you know, the auto checking and all that online. And I found myself doing that. And I had to call right away and, and say, I am standing in line at the bank complaining that I have to come to the bank all the time and cash these checks. And we just laughed. And she's well, good. Yeah. There was so much money in our wallet, we need to get a bigger wallet. And we just laughed because we had manifested stuff like that. So it sounds so crazy. But, you know, if it works, I don't care if it sounds crazy because it works. And it did work for us. And so we use this now. If I'm going to want something, I'm going to want to attach it in an about it and um, expect it. And it comes because the universe doesn't know it is delivering to you what you do want or you don't want. It's just delivering to you what it is you give the most passion to all the time. Look that up. You're going to find out I'm true. And I'm saying this. So please go ahead and Google anything I say. I, I do believe you're going to find out it to be factual. And so therefore, if that's what it takes for you to go ahead and practice what I'm talking about, think of the things that you do want, okay? With passion and emotion. Don't keep it a secret. Get it out there so that you get what you want and you stop receiving what you don't want. That's a good place for a break, isn't it? Will you take a few minutes and um, of your time this week and practice that? And if you want, I have a um, email address that's given on the show that you can talk to me about. I'd love to hear about it. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
Make a personal connection with Barbara. It's not for sissies. But if you're on the fence and ready for the change, she can help you. Email barbaraworldtalk at outlook.com. Barbara is a self-proclaimed results junkie, also called a spiritual therapist. Barbara's sessions are just $95 for a half-hour session, although they may run longer because she wants to complete the work with her clients. Instead of being on a rigid schedule, Barbara has enough love for everyone. Email her today at barbaraworldtalk at outlook.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Christ is Right, Not for Sissies. We always invite you to share your stories, comments, and questions with us by phone during the live show or by email. Call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or reach out to Barbara Cook Talk at Outlook.com. Now, back to The Christ is Right. As we grow up and we learn there's no really a lot like that out there in the world. It's so much better than what we're told that it is. Well, as the advanced seekers, they more like see the soul and not so much the humans having the experience, but they see life as a soul experience. Uh, we, We all play different parts, of course, in each other's lives for soul growth. And we love our way through it. I mean, that's how we do. We talk about love all the time here because it's so important. Uh, Everything works with love. We are like the wheels that turn. um, The whole cycle is love. And we, again, we play the different parts for each other so that our soul growth can be enhanced. And when we look at situations like this, I remember a few years ago having a situation that wasn't quite as pleasant, and I'm, I am saying, because I know the rules, and I'm saying to myself, so what's the good in this? Show me, show me what's happened here. Why is this even happening? And you, you give it a chance to marinate, and you give it a chance to don't think, and you give it a chance to float to the top, the answer. So that in the thoughts that come from that inner guidance, if you're not too busy thinking about everything all the time, it will float to the top even sooner because your body intelligence wants you to know. It wants you to know the aspects of um, the experiences that you're having because it enhances your spiritual growth. It enhances your soul growth. And so we love our way through that. Please remember that when things go wrong, and believe me, they can go wrong in my life too. Not a lot, but recently. And I have to stop and I have to think, what's happening here? Is it, am I doing something? Am I not doing something? Because remember, you have to look in the mirror. It's always about you. It's never about the other person. If you're on the if you're on that um, yellow brick road, if you're on the soul-searching path, which so many of us are right now, it's always about us. So you go get a mirror and you take a look and say, what is it that I need to see about this? And you sit and you do not think. You just marinate. Get yourself to a place that feels good. Think about anything, but get yourself to a place that feels good. I saw Greg Braden's work one time. He's a fabulous, my favorite scientist. And he does it so well because he speaks in our language. Greg Braden, wonderful. And he was showing pictures of 
two twins, newly born, early early uh, preemies, clinging to each other, hugging each other, and it was and smiling, little preemies. And so uh, I think of that when I get into a, a situation where I need to calm, and I need to calm quickly. It's in the little uh, icon in the top of my screen, if you will. If everything in front of you is a computer screen, even if, you know, as you look out of your eyes. And there's a little icon up there in the screen. I have that there for those situations. I haven't had to use it a lot until lately, but that's what I was saying earlier in the show. When you think you're good enough to teach, you might be put on a higher scale to teach from, and you might have to have other lessons that's going to teach you how to (laughs) get through some of the things all over again that you thought you had already gone through. But that's okay because I know when the outcomes are good, and that's uh, wonderful to know that I may be going through this right now, but I know the outcomes are going to be great. They always have been, and I can expect it. And so that way you can go through, like I said, go through hell, just keep going. Don't camp out. Just keep going, and it will play itself out. And then you can look back in hindsight and say, ah, that's what it was about. Most likely when you're going through something like that, you're not going to... Notice what it is right off that's the problem. I mean, you hopefully you can and, and hopefully quickly, but um, if you're not learning the lesson, you're not going to get it quickly. And if you're not open to hear, you won't either. So right now, I guess this has been about um, finding a space within yourself where everything is okay all the time. Where everything is okay all the time. You know, um, there's other sections also about um, the Bible that's in there. Jesus speaks and um, all the Psalms in there that, I mean, I know the Bible well. I think I've told you that before. But uh, because I'm auditory and I hear a lot, I will speak to people who do it. Like, oh, that's from John 10, 12, or that's from Matthew 11, 27. And I just look at them like I'm, they're talking Greek. Um, but it's also very comforting for me to know that I'm hearing something that they know is factual in the Bible, and it makes me feel a lot more confident in repeating the stuff that I hear. And that's why I wanted a voice, to, because I think a lot of the things that I'm hearing and have been hearing is also about things that we need to hear and, and be a part of and, and take in as that selfness for us, that although the world's a nutty place, we need to find that solace within ourselves where we are okay. We are okay in chaos. Even in chaos, we need to find that place where we are okay because it separates us from the law of attraction. We just spoke about the law of attraction, how we attract things with the most passion and the most um, energy that we deliver. Well, we want to be able to separate ourselves from the chaos energy. So that's where we find our quiet place. That's where we find the place where the answers come and where you can look at things clearly without being told. Again, these are things that you might want to practice because just listening to them is kind of exciting to think, oh my gosh, imagine if that were true. But imagine if it's true, really. Imagine if it's that easy to sit and take a few minutes off and just don't think and allow the thoughts to come. It's magical, kids. It really is magical. So here's a little tip. Like, um, 
like, uh, let's see, if it feels as if the world is uh, bigger than God, I mean, the world, the stuff that's going on and there's no hope, or you're seeing things that, like, you don't know how to handle, or where's it going to go from here? Um, it says to, <laughs> this is emergency phone numbers, um, and it says, if it feels as if the world is bigger than God, phone Psalm 90. So write that down. Psalm 90. When you look at the television, you say, what is happening to my world? Look at Psalm 90. Just go ahead and take a look. If your bank account is empty, mm, just go ahead and um, look at Psalm 37. I'm not going to give you a couple of these because I don't want to be overwhelming. But these are good. Psalm 37. The answers are all there for you, but it's just when you, the book is so big and it's so complicated and it's not easily understood. But as we look at it and we see things, when you look at it yourself, it's going to be something that you will understand. It will be something that you need and therefore will be easier for, understood for you so that you, there's a purpose for you there and it, it's a help for you there. Try it sometime. These are the things that, you know, we've been told our whole life and we have rejected because no one else is doing it. I mean, no one else is doing it. Well, more people now are because we've tried everything else. I mean, really, we have tried everything else. And I know so many wonderful people. And in their youth, we've, you know, we were the hippies. You know, we're the ones that paved the way for all you guys. You know, we paved the way the whole way. We're the ones that did all that, the baby boomers. We opened all the doors and windows. And now we're thinking at this age, gosh, shouldn't we, should, shouldn't we shut a few windows? Shouldn't we shut a few of those windows? Uh, we have stuff coming through the windows that's not better for us. So, you know, where does that stop? So personally, you can only do it personally. You can only do something for yourself. You really can't affect other people's lives. You can pray for them, but you can't really affect a lot of their life. You can affect yours. And by affecting your life, it affects others around you. And that's comforting when you change your life. It affects those around you. Sometimes people will leave you behind and say, I don't get her at all, and leave her behind. Well, what a blessing that is especially when you're on the right track, right? When you're going right and they're going um, a different direction, it's okay to take that separation. You may find yourself back in the fork of the road later looking at each other because you both got there but from a different direction. One had different experiences than yours, maybe less um, pleasurable than yours. But take the trust in where you're going Knowing that the hand is over you if you ask. If you say, are you coming to your guides, to your angels, to your non-physical friends? You're with me, right? And then trust. Because without the trust that, yes, that is true, and yes, the, the, mm, the voice that you're hearing, no, it's not a voice. It's like telepathy, that inner understanding that just tells you to go left instead of right. The inner that inner place in you that knows that you got to get out of here. Yeah, you got to get out of here now. And you leave a situation where you find out something drastic happened uh, hours after you left. 
listen to that inner um, guidance. Practice. And if you don't hear it, be still in your mind. Or, or allow, or ask. Ask for the guidance to um, always uh, put you on the right track. Ask for your knowing so that you know that you know and you're comfortable in that it is your truth. And it may not be another's, but it is yours. And beliefs can change. Now, we talked about beliefs before. Beliefs can change. Thankfully, they change. Because as we grow older and differently and change towns and cities and so forth, my little country life doesn't fit if I were in the city. My little country life uh, is so different, even from uh, half a city, population-wise. But that, that I don't change. My belief systems can change because they don't longer apply from one place to another. And so as long as you don't change and you stay in your world, that is, you know that is you, if you are lucky enough to know who you are and what you will never do and what you will always do and be like, you, you're really up, up there in the above eight, 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 eight on a t- level of, you know, one to ten. You're up there if you know who you are, what you will do, and what you will never do. That's huge. And so there you start, you're seeking, and you find. And you may find that others aren't willing to go along with you once more. That's okay. Go anyway. Love anyway. Trust anyway. And then the experiences will come to back up what you trust. I promise. The experiences will come to back up what you trust. So as your beliefs change, that's a good thing. It means you're growing. You're spiritually growing when your beliefs change for the better. And you don't have to have experiences of lack anymore. You don't have to have experiences of defeat anymore. Personally, when I make changes in my life, it's usually by accident, and it could be because I realize, oh, something better has come up for my future. And so I don't feel badly about um, deleting or, or um, eliminating an old belief system for a better belief system, because in your beliefs is where all your experiences come from. The universe is always going to give you the experiences that back up your belief system. So, like at the beginning of the shows, I think I was saying, what's in your belief system? Because you keep getting stuff that you don't want. Change your thoughts. Change your belief system. Be aware. Ask. Because you did not ask is because you do not have. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I just say you do it because I don't know what way to turn. I mean, I don't know, but I know my guidance does. I know Jesus does. He was my buddy all through my life. Even as a young child, we were talking about, still is. Let's me make my mistakes. Yep, that's a real friend. Mm-hmm. Let's me make my mistakes. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm free to make my own mistakes. But you learn from them. And they're never dangerous enough to hurt me or harm me because that would never be allowed because I'm one of his. He knows I'm one of his. And he would protect me at all costs and has many, many, many times. I had a a friend, um, I hate the word psychic, but 
some people are just knowers. And um, she said, my God, lady, you have been trying to kill yourself for years. And I said, what? And she said, well, you know, you have all these new experiences and diagnoses. Think of it that way, but that's very true. But on the subconscious mind, I never liked it here until the last, you know, since I didn't die this last time. But I didn't like it here. People weren't nice. They were supposed to be nice. If you're nice, you're supposed to be nice. Be nice to them, they'll be nice to you. And that really, I didn't find that. And I really was looking to get out of here as easily as possible. And I, it didn't happen until much, much later in life. Then I realized that not only did they was just getting my I wasn't really supposed to die. It was just to get my attention. What it really did, <laughs> it, it certainly did. Of course, I didn't want a life after that. We're going to talk about um, afterlife experiences sometimes. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there listening to these um, empowerment shows who have know somebody or has had a um, near-death experience or afterlife experience. And those are kind of nice to hear firsthand. Instead, I know there's a lot of books out there on the subject, very interesting books on the subject. And it's nice to know for people of, like myself who have had them that there are others out there too. And they're, they're similar but different. I mean, I think that's because of the individuality of us all. But once I realized that um, I, I'm more on the clock than I've ever been, and my life was always um, pretty neat, but now it's even more so. Um, even when obstacles come, big obstacles, I had a couple um, this week, overpowering, and I just have to go back to God. I can't deal with it myself. I have to go back and say, look, I can't even deal with this. You know, so you let me know when I'm ready and what I'm to do, because I'm not doing anything until I know. And in this, I think I'm doing the right thing, because I'm allowing the orchestra over my head of non-physicals, the angels, the guides. You know how angels are in a league? So it sounds like angels angels in a league. Yep. That's pretty powerful. So when he sends his angels out to watch over you, protect you, uh, if you are open to hear, if you're open to um, receive information so that you know that you're being um, watched over, just relax. I'm, I'm on it. Just relax. I have to stimulate this person who has to act. I have to stimulate this person who has to act. He says, if they don't act, and most of you don't, act on your inspiration. And he has to wait and find somebody else to act on your behalf. And and that happens a lot, of course, when, you know, we don't act on that godly inspiration that is giving you think, oh, that's a crazy thing. Somebody else to do that. So for me, I know better. So I'm waiting to know how to behave and how to respond to the situation that's gone on this week. And I know that it may be unpleasant, but I know that I'll get through with it the best way possible. And I know that I know that I know that all things are good and that if it is happening and it continues to happen, then it is good too. And then I have to trust. It's not easy. And then I have to trust that all things are good for all people concerned. And it is the way. And it is 
um, what I am supposed to embrace. So I know you don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm sorry. I can't go any further than that. But for you going out and into other things, not everyone's having a great life right now. Not everybody is um, um, experiencing the, the life that they want to experience right now because of all sorts of incidents and, and, and situations and conditions and such. But put your faith in that someone knows. Sometimes you just have to say, God knows. That's all I can tell you. God knows. And I'm, and I'm trusting in that. And you walk off and you feel as good as you can. I see the little icon of the twins, the preemies, hugging each other. And you feel as good as you can because in that feel-good situation, more pleasant thoughts can come. They cannot come when you climb down into a hole and say, oh, look what has happened. How could this have happened to me? Nothing good happens there. Nothing. So you climb out of that hole and you go to the space where things are better. Even if it's pretend, you go there because when you are in that space where the heart opens again because something reminds you that life is good, then more experiences of that, the law of attraction, can come in and duplicate that feeling. And we can go and have faith that it may not be right, it may not be perfect, but it will be okay. And it will be okay. Sometimes it's okay. I'm talking to people out there, a couple of right now. I tell you that it is going to be all right. It's just not going to be okay today. I, I hope this is You just say what you hear and you know that it's meant for somebody and perhaps there's how you're feeling and if I can help. These things that we are discussing one day, I would like our Tuesdays to be something where we can even be of a place where we've been practicing this, we're laughing about how great this is and how ridiculous ridiculous you thought it was from the very beginning, but you listened anyway and you thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness isn't it something how if you just... Thank you so much for tuning into The Christ is Right, Not for Sissies. Be sure to join your host, Barbara Cook, for another edition of our program next Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next time, notice, enjoy, and embrace the blessings in your life.